0: Listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Part of Online Frost and Empty Drizzle. Try the Cloud. It's the shizzle, my drizzle. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Sarah Feldlaufer. Hello. Pablo Vasquez.
1: Hola.
0: Andy Goralczyk. Hey. Francesco City. Hey, la. And I'm
2: Jatihalmuton. And here's our host, Francesco. <laughs> All right. So, welcome to this week's podcast. What happened since the last podcast, which uh, we released uh, a few days uh, too late um, last week? Um, mostly, we've been busy, very busy with a uh, uh, film production. And there is one uh, bit of news that is important regarding the production, that is Caminandes, which was originally intended to be released as a, around Christmas or holiday season uh, episode has been postponed. So we are going to release it in late January so that the production can happen more smoothly and we can uh, have normal working hours and uh, we can focus on really getting the best quality possible. And uh, we plan instead to release in uh, one week, around one week, a, a holiday trailer, holiday teaser which is meant to show what the story is about and uh, to, to, to introduce the characters and the setting and everything to give a taste to everybody of how Caminandes feels, even though you can see a lot already on the cloud, but really to, to, to feel the music, to see the characters animated and everything. And uh, so that's what we are actually working on right now. And uh, and that's that was a, a difficult decision to take because We've been talking about this for, for a few weeks already, really looking at how feasible it would be. And then we decided that uh, for the best of everybody, it was, uh, it was actually good to, 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 to take it more easy. So uh, that being said, uh, maybe we can just uh, go quickly around to see what everybody's been doing in the, in the past uh, couple of days. And then we move on to more detailed topics regarding the production. So Chialti, what have you been doing? Thank you, Francesco. <laughs>
0: So I've just been working on, on uh, animating uh, the, the shots uh, in, in scene one. I mean, the, uh, the running shots mostly. So doing a run cycle for Koro, the llama, uh, and implementing that in a couple of the shots. So I've been do- working on that a little bit and uh, also going back to some of the older shots that were already finished because we had a little tweak with the highlight in the eyes, and I had to go back and reanimate some of that stuff. Nothing big, but yeah, some cleanup up was needed. And
1: Sarah! Thank you, <laughs> uh Well, uh, kind of the same. Uh, yeah, well, working on my shots, uh, on OT on the tracks, which is uh, three shots that are on the same set. Uh, really short, but... Uh, uh, but that have to be consistent. So it's like uh, the shot one uh, well zero three zero five A and zero five B and yeah. Not that anybody know what yeah.
3: that
0: means. Oh, but the yeah. B. Well, yes. oh, <laughs> <B, I laughs> the yeah. really
1: people on the crowd tricky. could be, could know. Ah, Not even
0: Oh, okay
1: Well, sorry about that (laughs) Useless (laughs) information (laughs) It's all. all (laughs) alright
2: Cool Anyway, Um, yeah, that's it Pablo
1: Yes
3: I've been working on the the beginning of the week Mainly to prepare for Tuesday Yesterday that we had our uh, our sound design Sander coming to have a, a meeting about what the project is about, what we need to do, uh, what kind of effects are special for this project, and uh, special for animation in general, especially to do the sounds before we actually have the animation. So uh, he's working on it now, and it's going to be... Tomorrow we should have something already back, together with the music from Torin that I already sent today. He sent the second version, which is amazing. Yesterday was... It is amazing. It's It's awesome, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very very nice. It's like when you hear that. Okay, now I'm. Uh, yeah, that's okay, a yeah.
4: serious movie yeah, going on. Stop what yeah. I'm doing and I'm
3: listen to this thing. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Um, it goes really well because in the in this first we were doing everything for that for like a Francesco said for a trailer, but it's actually like almost half it's the f- first half of the yeah. movie. It's like a, it's not a teaser or a trailer. Yeah, it's basically a first half, um, and everything there needs to be pretty much final I mean of course we can always tweak things later but it should be there and the music is it's almost there together with the sound that we get tomorrow by Friday we should have an edit already with that pretty much everything and I've been working on that together with some lighting shots with Andy just copying stuff from Andy
4: hello hey Uh, Andy yeah (laughs) well uh, i've been copying stuff from pablo no i've been copying stuff Are you um no <laughs> phonies but, uh, yeah uh yeah i've also been uh lighting shots and uh i took I, I continued from last week where i did some texturing to the train can we actually do spiders here not not major ones i guess well, yeah. no, well no, no, we, no we can say I that there is a train yeah yeah that's and, fine, that's and the fine. train is one of the major props and uh Francesco has been uh, modeling the train last week, and uh, I started adding some details on Friday and uh, Thursday, and I started texturing it this week. And then one of the major alterations uh, was that uh, the the train actually needs to be slightly different for this uh, Christmas version of the trailer.
3: (gasps) What? No spoilers, no
4: spoilers. (laughs) Some people might have seen it already on Twitter. But it is slightly jarring. So, um, yeah, uh, I've been doing that. And uh, I've been working on the shots that come with this train. And I did some smoke simulations that uh, come with it. And, uh, yeah, it's mainly doing environment uh, lighting not so much lighting because we only have one sun lamp that we actually put into the shots, so it's not necessary. Secret. <laughs> actual <Production laughs> secrets unveiled at the Blender Institute podcast. You won't believe. Yeah, well, <laughs> light
3: essentials: one lamp. Yeah. Doctors one, hate
4: him. One lamp is all you need. Um, well, it, uh, it, 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 well, <laughs> I, I said it already. It's a sun lamp, so yes. uh, yeah, but it's a, uh, essential where which direction you point the sun at, of course. Wow. Uh, anyway, so uh, of course there's a lot of other things that we do. We put in details uh, based on each uh, camera angle. So when we have a camera that is closer to the snow in the foreground, we ha- need to add details like uh, little snow particles, or uh, we need uh, we need to add rocks to um, you know to fill in a little bit more uh, into the environment to make it more alive. And uh, yeah, that's what we do.
2: Cool. All right, so I think maybe we can go back to the uh, to the soundtrack topic, uh, the soundtrack sound design topic. Which uh, hang on, <laughs>
0: Francesco, what did you work
2: on? Dang! <laughs> <laughs> I getting knew it. away. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got away. Well, uh, Monday I was still on holidays, so Sorry. it was the most productive day of uh, my week. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when I got back on Tuesday, which was yesterday, I. I just did some uh, email catch-up and uh, normal uh, production and and, and studio work, so nothing really fancy. (laughs) Choo-choo! The
3: train! Choo-choo!
2: But that was last week. Oh.
3: Was it? Was it?
2: Oh yeah, it wasn't yeah, even already, on the weekly. Come yeah. on, yeah. yeah. Still, Still so, so okay. Last yeah. no, okay. Now we can we mention it every week. Yeah, yeah every like, week. I last guy. week, Design. <laughs> one week ago, I worked uh, <laughs> in my spare time on the on the base model for the train that then turned out to be awesomely shaded by Andy, and uh, yeah. So uh, I spent some time on that. It was really fun and. Um, and then when things got really interesting, which was like the, the rigging of the wheel mechanisms and all, all those pistons uh, and stuff, time started to run out. So I had to cut it quite short. And uh, if I had time, I would like to go back and finish that. It's just you know a nice material done for the cloud because you can download this train, you can drag it around and the wheels are actually moving in the normal way. But we will see if there is time for that because the shots are already kind of being rendered with the motion blur and everything you don't really see. So it's not so needed, but it's just to make the asset a bit more polished and final. So yeah, that's that. But that's a thing for last week, <laughs> and uh, and this week, uh, yeah, I, I've only started a bit of development for the cloud. We are doing some some big software design tasks that uh, will hopefully be useful for the ever-present targets of texture library and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's an ongoing process, and so nothing really exciting so far. Yes, so that's what I did. Thank you, Francesco. And now, Francesco. <laughs> yes. So, going back to the soundtrack and the sound design, um, maybe Pablo can uh, uh, tell us a bit more. Like, how do you like how things are developing? How, how things are final? Um, some of like how, how is the interaction going between you and Torin? How do you like the, the work that is that is uh, that is happening regarding the soundtrack?
3: I uh, love it so far. We only had the first. Well, the, it all starts with like, hey, okay, my name is, <laughs> and I'm going to be your friend for the next few weeks. Um, that you give a brief of what you, would, what you want, what you prefer, what, like, what is your uh, inspiration, what would you like to hear, and especially showing the two pre- previous episodes that really mark the, the style of the series of Caminandes. So it all started like that. Then we got one first uh, version of the the first shot. It's like an introduction. It was quite, um, how do you say, quite big because it had the logo in the intro, which we had for the final film. We don't have it anymore for the trailer. We removed it. So when people start watching this, they realize, okay, this is a trailer or this is the final thing. So... Uh, right now we got the second version yesterday. Um, it was pretty much the whole the whole trailer, like a full minute of, of of music. We had some remarks, some like tweaks to do, and then this morning he sent it again. He's in LA, so we have like nine hours difference. So it's cool he can send it in the evening, we can check it in the morning. And actually, I'm having a meeting with him in like uh, half an hour, so I might need to leave by the end of this podcast. But it all goes like that. It's pretty, pretty nice, uh, straightforward. I just give yeah, yeah. for the timecode. You had we send him the trailer with a timecode with the frames, and we say in frame number something or in timecode number. Um, you say okay, I want less re- reverb. I want uh, the music to go with the movement of the characters, or like you also have to keep in mind to give some room for the sound effect that uh, Sander is going to add later. So. Um and so a whole lot of little things that you don't think when you're actually it's it's fun it's a fun part of the process
0: um yeah, and there's one sequence in in particular where the intensity rises up and yeah. it is so well made it is amazing my like every time i see it with the music yeah uh, like it, it's all preliminary but uh, my heartbeat goes up it's really great
3: yeah it i think uh, you really nailed that part of the 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 action scene um like, you don't really need much there, like Andy said, there is a train, so there will be like a choo-choo sound, but I mean, with the <laughs> music, with the music, you know, you don't really need that much, and you can hide some of that. Uh, yeah. Torin is also going to do the mix, so he will take the, the sound from Sander, like all the channels, or however we, we we split it, and put it all together for the trailer that is coming out, like you said, next week. We don't know exactly the right date because we might. Have, I don't know that. Like, well, you can always. You don't always need like one day extra, <laughs> maybe just in case.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, my birthday is on Tuesday. is on uh, the 15th. So don't say yeah, yeah. Let's release. It. But it's an artificial date. That's. We could aim to...
0: It's die. not your birthday?
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I was, I was kind of born there, but uh, this year I'm not going home, so I think I'm going to skip. Uh, <laughs> and then next so I'm, wow. I'm going to be 28 for another Forever year. 21. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. And then next year I'm going to be 29 instead of 30. Yeah. Sweet,
2: sweet nice. 29.
3: Okay. <laughs> My sweet 29.
2: Um,
3: no, yeah, but that's how it goes, uh, has gone so far. We are pretty happy with the, with the results so far.
2: Great. And uh, so you were mentioning about Sander and the sound design. I know you yesterday had the first meeting, so he came yeah. over to the studio and you sit down and uh, you looked at the movie and you started discussing. And yeah. uh, one of the questions that I would like to ask is, um, how, you, how did you set up the work with him? Have you been going through like showing him you know, what your inspiration would be, like uh, setting up some sort of a mood board for, for, the, um, uh, for, the, sound, uh, for the soundscape uh, or other things? So like, if you can tell a little bit about that, it would be cool. Yes, yesterday
3: he came in, we show him around the studio and uh, got some coffee, (laughs) (laughs) uh, some (laughs) uh, no. We went to the viewing room and just uh, sit down, watch Caminandes 1, Caminandes 2. And I sent him some Looney Tunes stuff, (laughs) (laughs) that is always uh, my reference. So there, yeah, there was one with the train that I also use as a reference, but... uh, yeah, basically just uh, talking about the inspirations. We set up a folder on Google Drive where we just uh, just put all the files there, and we can test it in the edit in mm-hmm. Blender, mm-hmm. in the sequencer, and go back and forth. Just just giving feedback basically. But we also made some sounds with like <laughs> it was fun. Uh, oh, like, I think uh, I heard you
2: yeah, yeah. Well, we made
3: some of the sounds yeah okay. then, like Foley with the hands or like uh at some point yeah because Oti, the little penguin has to walk from here to here and now is he walking and he would make the sounds with like uh with like uh, tapping on his uh on his, his feet, knee, his feet. yeah made. exactly and he had a really good rhythm for like oh and when koto is running is it like uh, like this and then he will make the sound with the, with the hand that was pretty interesting it's like he nailed the, the the step. He's like a four, fast running or slow, and he would do the the sound. I don't know how. But I don't know if you do it often. I guess it's
0: yeah. He was yeah. Uh, polishing his coconuts. Like let's do
3: this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, he he has a really good idea of what we want. So let's hope it goes fine.
2: Yeah, cool. Jarte, you were there as well. So sí, Seasoner. What was your what was your impression like? He, see, he
0: seems to know what he's talking about, and he showed us some of his work. It, it looked really good. And it was just great to have a little back and forth with him. Uh, and uh, also, we were talking a little bit about the, the, the inherent balance between uh, the score, like the, the, the musician that's going to do the overall music, but at the same time, you have the sound designer. And uh, totally depending on the project, you will have one thing that is really needed for a scene or a shot. And then in, in a totally different project, you may go for another style that requires more music or less music, or uh, the music is more ambient or the music is more prominent and it, it, it literally goes by every beat. Um, in this case, it, it needs to find a little bit of a balance. And because uh, Torin, of course, only, like has no sound effect at all right now, uh, it, it's probably really easy for him to, to kind of cross a little bit that boundary because he wants to kind of fill it up yeah. with his work, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful. Like, it, it, it sounds beautiful. Uh, so now it's, it's up to Sanders to... to fight ban- back. Yeah, fight back a little yeah. bit, balance it a little bit. And <laughs> awesome. I think that there's going to be moments which really uh, require good sound design to make kind of the... to carry the joke forward uh, instead of just having the music carrying it forward. So there is, you know, some things are, require the music. Some things require the sound design.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good thing also that Tori is the one mixing everything because then, if the sound is really good or is uh, it, it's or is too much, yeah, uh, he can just mix it with the music and then okay, I'm gonna give up some of my music. Yeah. <laughs> I really
0: like this trumpet. Stepping but up my turf.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that will work pretty well.
2: Yeah, totally. Well, it sounds really promising. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Francesco! (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have a hard time editing out all these thank yous, but whatever. Why
3: editing out? Boring!
2: Boring! Censorship! Yes! I will leave all these in. David, David, yeah. David. Um, All right, so uh, next, talking about the production topics is uh, uh, as you heard at the beginning when we were talking about, okay, what is the, of the, the status of the production? Uh, we have some initial renders, initial final renders. So, yes. renders that look almost final. No, 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 final, final. Even. <laughs> so, what's up with that? I know that uh, Pablo's been working on it a little bit, and especially Andy's been uh, kind of his uh, main focus to get uh, things out there as well. So, maybe if uh, you guys can tell us a little bit more about that and uh, how is it going? Well, Andy the, and Pablo looked at each hey, other.
4: <laughs> the beginning has how many shots? Like 10, 10 13. No, wait, wait, wait.
3: 11 without the... without the Like, for the trailer, we have 11 shots.
4: Okay, yeah. So we have to divide those between us two. Yes, sir. And so we do different tasks, I guess. Uh, I know that... I think, like, we split it... So you do more of the character shots, and I do more of the environment stuff. I guess yeah. that's the general... Uh, the general rule of thumb. For splitting it, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, we're just trying to punch it. As In the face. As, <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, the train possible. has
0: become its own character. So it, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it does feel I like mean, a character shot almost.
4: Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a cartoon. So it has to come over with some kind of atti- attitude. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I really like it. And I think, yeah, it's turning out great. I uh, Well, I think there's one of the shots that I call final because it doesn't really have a lot of effects or anything. So... I rendered it in uh, EXR already on Render Street, so we got those files. And yeah. are okay. There is full HD, 1500 samples, totally fine.
4: Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, we we are, I think currently we ha- we are working on all the shots simultaneously, right? At least for yeah. me, like I have five Blenders open most of the time.
3: Yeah, I'm We're, doing that right now. Like yesterday, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> even open Blender to use cycles, but today. I am. I'm rendering it and my computer can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rendering on one blender like the the first shot the the, the beginning that it's very slow because I'm testing now some uh, motion blur and we have like eight pe- nine penguins plus the llama plus the SSS in the snow plus uh, the reflective eyes. So And the particles uh, later. And the up. particles. So, yeah, I was even thinking that it's it's in a way it's even more advanced uh, than cosmos in some some areas because well, we have yeah. so much SSS and hair and
4: As, at least we don't have uh, ten million grass strands on the ground. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. That's <laughs> a good thing. Uh, we, we don't constantly run out of memory, I guess,
3: right? No, I, but I'm always like in eighty percent, ninety percent memory usage, and I'm I had twenty four gigs, so
4: yeah, okay, it's yeah. it's okay. Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, I've been doing that, like having many Blender opens. That, I don't know how the other software, how do you do it without making opening five Maya? Um. Comment below. Yeah, <laughs> comment <laughs> below. Please yeah. uh, <laughs> tell, tell us your, your experience yeah, on this. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's great. I think uh, that, yeah. that way it works really well. I'm doing that with some of other shots that maybe tonight I can send, not final, but almost final.
4: Yeah yeah we, we we constantly have to uh, do test renders we have a local farm running here yes flamenco and, yes powered and uh, yeah we have to do a lot of tests and i think i mean working on five shots uh, at the same time is nothing to i mean it's nothing nothing to brag about it's just that yeah you constantly you do a look development on all of them at the same time <clears throat> sorry on the same time and uh, since we our topics are sort of uh, like uh,
2: Overlapping? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh,
4: we we kind of have to. Like once we get it right, we can uh, we just can propagate those over the cor- course of these shots. So and that is, that's cont- constantly happening.
3: Yeah, and it's yeah. also really good for continuity. So if the uh, if you only focus on one shot for like three days and then you move to another one, then uh, the next one you have to be uh, careful. Yeah. If you do five shots at a time, three shots at a time, you know, like okay, the previous look like this, the next one like that. So you can just try to balance that with yeah. what you work on more.
4: So until Friday, we have to get everything done.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> gonna happen.
2: The optimism, been, yeah. I yeah. can hear it. <laughs> awesome. It's fine. It'll be, uh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> it it will be fine. It's
3: great.
2: So well, yeah, as you can as you can tell, so there is quite some lighting going on. And uh, before we uh, move on to our Q&A session. I actually wanted to ask our animation team how they are doing animation-wise, like a bit more, you know, a bit generic. So you guys are working on the first act, um, how did you because we never really talked about yeah how did you split the shots and uh, uh, how's it going what have been the, the particular challenges we know that Hjalti has been particularly challenged by animating quadrupeds on ice yeah. and uh, I know from a
0: <laughs> from a,
2: from, a <laughs> from a weekly video that Sarah also at the beginning had quite some uh, struggle because she, she set up a shot without any reference and then she had yeah. to do it again yeah. so like in that's the past, a common thing that's yeah. a really
0: common thing to do yeah.
2: so yeah in the past in the, past, uh, in the Past a week or so, like how how I've been, things uh, organized and and uh, and so on, just just to get a feel of how the animation process is going. Thank you, Przecieko, Sarah. <laughs> yes. <The> most useless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if
4: you think this is annoying, please tell us no. in the comments Oh no! <laughs> okay,
0: fine,
1: I'll stop it. Well, uh, at the beginning uh, of the project, uh, the shots were. Um, divided uh, in a different way than now first it was HD uh, was taking care of the, uh, the f- introduction so in, on the outdoors and I was taking care from the cave and uh, after the change of deadline uh, we, cha- uh, we changed strategy we are now both on the introduction since we need to focus on the trailer. So now I am taking par- uh, care uh, also of uh, some shots of the outdoor. Uh, and mainly uh, on, well, uh, Oti, t- Oti on the tracks, basically. That's uh, most of my. No spoilers, part. no spoilers? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oti is going to be on tracks. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> oh, there's a train, there's a penguin.
3: A... Oh no. There is a train, there are tracks.
0: Wow, people are puzzling things together right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I talked about a moment that was intense. Ooh, okay, all right.
3: Yeah. Come
0: on! <laughs> yeah. So as Sarah said, uh, we originally we, we were gonna like split things up so we would have different scenes just so there wasn't any awkward overlap uh, to begin with, but then we were focusing all uh, all our efforts right now in the first scene because that's going to be in the trailer. Uh, so I took on that first shot which is its own short film almost yes. it's incredibly long it features a lot of characters a lot of difficult body mechanics uh, acting and yeah a lot of stuff no lip syncing so that's at least something
3: yep. I so, didn't tell you oh no Coral that. talks <laughs> oh man Coral sings I know.
0: I am a <all> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes <clears throat> didn't know I had that voice okay uh, <laughs> but besides I that, that. I, I think well for me. Me, at least I'm on track. I, I, I managed yesterday to pick up a lot of slack, uh, so there were a couple of running shots. Um, uh, it was slowing me down really to to make a run cycle that worked. I got some uh, really interesting footage that I stumbled upon of, of a llama running. And somebody had recorded themselves from a car with a llama just running next to, next to the car <laughs> at the same speed. It was really convenient. It's like, wow, that's, a, that's the perfect reference. Yeah. So, yeah, totally looked at that, and, and it was great. But, of course, with animation, we had to ramp it up. So uh, the original run cycle of an actual llama, of that llama in particular, it was 16 frames per cycle. Mm.
3: Uh,
0: so... I took it down to 12 frames per cycle which which already I mean that's cutting off four frames it's it's way faster it it felt like it felt more believable because in the other one it felt a little bit too casual and then when I put it into the shot guess what it wasn't exaggerated enough I needed to take it down to, to 8 frames per cycle So, now he's running way faster than than he originally uh, had. Uh, Francesco, some technical difficulties?
2: He just froze, but I I think he's going fine.
0: Thank you, Francesco. (laughs) 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 No, yeah, so that's it. Uh, Yeah, it's it's going good right now, I think. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be finishing up the... The no, like I'll finish up the, the freak out shot tomorrow, which would be really great. Wow, and then the day after that, if I'm not working on some kind of a cloud formation, I should have some time to keep on working. That would be great, Francesco.
2: I hope, I hope we need <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yes. like uh, last week, we actually started with the plan of devoting uh, one day per week on. Uh, exclusively uh, cloud dedicated activity. So you heard about the um, the project of having this character library, for example. And uh, our goal is still to spend at least uh, one day per week on it. But we really have also to make sure that we meet our deadline with the with the trailer release. So it's gonna take maybe a whole week to terminate <laughs> our <laughs> our initial goal of having you know one day per week. But we will probably catch up uh, later. And, uh, and do it. But it is always a tight balance, how much time we devote to cloud exclusive content and how much time we devote to the production, because in the end, the production also gives a lot of very interesting and valuable assets. So we have to constantly consider that. And naturally, we tend to spend more time on the film than anything else. But uh, we, 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 we are very uh, careful about it. So we will see how it goes this week, but hopefully things will look good. And next week, there is, again, as we said many times, there is going to be something cool to look at. Okay, well, that was uh, that was great. Uh, at this point, I think we can move on to the questions and uh, see um, see what has been uh, what questions. Is going on. Questions, questions, questions. questions,
1: questions, questions. questions okay, <laughs> so first question by uh, The Beach. <laughs> when animating, how does the story inform what animation technique you use?
0: And when? Yeah. Um, I would... So... Uh, there's a few variables in that so um, I mean like the the most boring thing to say in the beginning of any animation question is well it depends because (laughs) but that's uh, inherently it's always going to be there Um, it depends on a few factors one of them is the style so what kind of style I mean there's a huge difference between the style of Looney Tunes and Pixar's up or uh, what have you like you know uh, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's already some information to give you a, a clue on, like how insane are the storytelling poses and how far do you push those poses? Uh, you know, it's, if, if somebody walks, is he double bouncing? As he's walking, are his arms like rubber hoses? Um, so yeah, it's like that's that's one factor. And then another factor is, what does what the character himself or herself feel like? Uh, because within one consistent world and one consistent style, you still have different characters that feel like different things. Uh, I'm, I'm being really vague here, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Sarah, what about you? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think like, if I understand, because like, it's a lot of questions, but basically it's almost the same as how we choose the style of animation. Yeah. and uh, he's asking if, if uh, like, if the storyboard tells it, or if if uh, if we uh, change uh, to conform to the rig or to the storyboard, yeah. the director. So I think uh, mainly, well, it's first the well, it's first uh, uh, the director's decision. I mean, yeah. when you start, yeah. you know what you're going for. If you're going for cartoony or realistic, whatever, it has to serve the story, and that's uh, first. It's not the animators. Uh, it's not really our thing, exactly. our, our role to choose whether it's cartoony or not cartoony. And we are told that. Yeah. Uh, after, uh, Of course, the storyboard can give us a hint of how they should act. depends also on the, the level of details of the storyboard. Yeah. There is a lot of different level- levels of storyboard. There is uh, re- uh, some that let a lot of uh, freedom f- uh, for animators, some that don't, where you have everything as a choreography already, so you just have to follow a line.
0: And also in the process, you have uh, animating directors. So they also like, and that's of course in a bigger studio uh, where you have a lot of people and you need to sync them all together. So you have supervising animators. uh, And also in the beginning of the project, while they're working on the script or character design, whatnot, you might have preliminary rigs of of these characters and you might get uh, a lead animator to do some tests, so in, yeah. some initial tests. And sometimes that will infer back and forth and uh, they will go, no, okay, this this is really not working for what we want the story to convey or the character doesn't feel correct. But sometimes uh, they will come up with something that the, the story artists will incorporate back into the story. Mm-hmm. So there is some back and forth going on there. Uh, but later, like once the project has begun, then it's, the big decisions that you can't you can't change those. It it's it gets expensive.
1: Exactly, and uh, about re- the rig. Well, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, some tests are done before the, uh beforehand to see if the rig gives uh, the animator the possibility to deform the character as it was designed to be deformed. So uh, also, yeah. uh, well, there is the lead animator, but there's also the character designer that, that, uh, well, in a big production that will also spend time doing uh, advanced character sheets saying, okay, he will deform like that and his emotions will be like that and like that and like that. So you have a a guideline of how uh, the the character should move, at least for basic... uh, emotions so yeah. and those
0: things are really helpful like they will sometimes draw these character sheets yeah. Yeah. and those character sheets uh have the character in uh in correct proportions but with extreme poses so extreme smiles or frowns or or body uh, body poses yeah. and it's it's really helpful that because then you you don't feel like you're kind of stumbling in the dark uh, you 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 can feel like oh like we're going for this kind of emotion, but we're we, we want to have it at a not at a ten, but at a eight or something like that. Like it's you know it's, it gets a little bit hard to convey this kind of stuff. And also,
1: it helps uh, that because every animator uh, can then really stick to a line or a style. Because when you deform yeah. a, a character, you can somehow go out of character without even noticing because if each animator will have its own way of expressing yeah. so having a really good character sheet could uh, help uh, having some consistency for everybody yeah totally. and I saw for example with glass half we didn't make I didn't make a character sheet like yeah. so, so <laughs> extended and then your your characters and then mine and then Bjorn they all change. Ca- uh, they're all over the place yeah <laughs> they have really different expressions yeah. and uh, yeah the, i i saw how useful it would have been yeah in the i remember in the, um <clears throat> at a
3: conference at uh, Pepe Land Daniel Martinez Lara was showing the post libraries they were using for a like yeah and they, they spend a lot of time with that. She says, okay, these are the, the 10 poses or 20 or whatever per character. Yeah. So you already know, I mean, besides being a nice shortcut to the pose, you already know how it's supposed to smile.
0: Yeah, exactly. To,
3: I remember for the first Caminandes, the second Caminandes actually, um, the also, we, the poses were nice, but it was also good to go there and then, hey, it can be like yeah, pretty totally different. Really. Like the first Caminandes and the second one, the character is totally different and
0: yeah. that's
3: not a really good thing.
0: We were kind of looking at that uh, when we went to the meeting with the sound designer and yeah. uh, we were looking at the, you know Caminandes 1 and Caminandes 2. And, uh, you know, of course, there's like render differences and all that stuff. But also just the character, character. now yeah. that we go back and we look at the original, it doesn't feel like Koro. So he has evolved from yeah. what he initially was to what he is today and what we know him as today.
3: Yep. Yeah, I remember for the second one, I even asked you if I could go and then tweak the uh, a post afterwards. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: and I, I don't know. It feels like intruding in somebody else's work, but I mean, <laughs> if it's just to get the character, yeah. Uh, so I appreciate you letting me do that. Yeah, no, totally. You use that as a like maybe just one shot and then use that as a reference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ideally you should have like a, you should spend months making these posts. Yeah, that's the something. thing.
0: Like you can you can spend a lot of time working on on only that, and a lot of back and forth. Uh, and people don't realize that when you hear about oh, well, well, what was the production time like, and then maybe you don't realize that oh, there was also a pre-production phase, yeah. and that took months and months and months, and, but you don't like count that up into the production uh, time. This okay. was a really long-winded. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, we're not gonna manage all these <laughs> questions. Nope,
1: nope. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay. This is by uh, three-point edit. Uh, Who wants uh, the cloud shaken and not steered. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. first question. Will we ever get some compositing nodes in the materials section, for example, blur and the keyer? I don't know.
2: All right, so I think uh, maybe Andy can tell us about about this.
0: We need a developer here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're going
1: to get what? Uh, like compositing nodes in the material section.
4: Like for example, that lets you blur a texture, yeah. maybe. I mean, that would be incredibly helpful. But I don't know who, yeah, uh, right. anyone who is currently working on the material nodes, oh, uh, no. anything. It's, a,
3: it's two different worlds. Like no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I mean, what Don wants is to bring the comp- uh, composite some compositing to the viewport, like so you can add color correction, you can add some uh, layering and stuff
1: to the viewport, Uh, but yeah, it's just an idea. Uh, Okay, so not for now. (laughs) Uh, Will the studio there continue to create short films while Blender 2.8 is being created? Will this be problematic?
4: Uh, absolutely problematic but I think that's the excitement of it, right? (laughs) I mean, we're sort of the test monkeys here and I think Sergey is going to come here very soon, I mean, this month, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have one more developer, one, one actual developer here working with us yeah. and uh, experiencing our pain firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that'll be a, a very exciting uh, and I, I can't wait to see all this stuff happening for 2.8. I mean, it'll be great to give feedback and to test.
2: Yeah, 2.8 is, uh, of course, a very big project, 2.5 level or even bigger. Um, and uh, we, we've been talking about this with Don uh, many times. It's going to be a really, a really time-consuming, uh, really a time-consuming operation, and because there are, going, there are going to be many developers involved, we try to get. We try to get uh, developers involved with the work that we do here in the studio, but uh, we will need to make a really good plan because we had this in the past where Blender Institute as a studio was really pushing a lot forward the development of Blender, but that was always we always had to be careful to keep it aligned with the uh, with the targets of the of, of the Blender project itself because many people don't know or sometimes tend to forget that the initiative of the Blender Foundation and the Blender Institute are in a way slightly separate. So. With, uh, with 2.8, we are probably going to try and unify this a bit more. So maybe Blender Institute is going to really step in and take a bigger role and get really involved in the 2.8 project and maybe even try to drive it. But this is definitely not official, it's definitely not a, a, an announced plan, but it's something that is being looked at. Because having a studio with people working there, with the core developers working there, it's definitely what makes things happen and what pushes things forward. So yeah, that's uh, so yes. The answer is yeah. we are yeah. gonna keep doing this.
3: Get all developers in one place always helps. Yeah, together with artists. So, is there a place with Blender users, <laughs> Blender developers in the world? Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's 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 the idea. Okay,
1: yeah. and same uh, last question for uh, three point edit. What are your hopes for 2.8? Will it bring a new kind of user experience and way of working, or will it just be a more polished version of what we have now?
2: So maybe I'd like just to say a couple of words about this then i let everybody else talk, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the, the main take uh, is allow Blender to fit in a pipeline and allow Blender to be part of a flexible pipeline to make film, to make short film, maybe even feature film. And uh, this involves quite some work because it means standardizing the way Blender works in its own different areas and also managing to make Blender more interoperable with other software and overall more consistent and solid so that it can be used to work on many sequences of 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 a production, for example. And uh, so this involves several areas of Blender, from the uh, asset and library management part to a more powerful viewport, a more powerful way of displaying objects, more powerful animation tools, and things like that so that is the main uh, the main things to be expected but of course uh, the project didn't start yet so then people still keep contributing with ideas and, uh, and and their expectations regarding the problem so maybe everybody also can see what they can say what they expect the most about 2.8 and I think it would be interesting to hear
4: yeah I mean it's uh, right now it's uh, I think what we took away from the Blender conference is that it's, uh, it's not clearly defined so far it uh, needs a lot of experimentation and research, and uh, also people will have to uh, uh, step in to, uh, to actually figure out what the roadmap is going to be. Uh, we, uh, I guess we need, still need people who um, actively work on design documents, like uh, uh, like William Rainish and Matt Epp did for 2.5 and uh, before that. Uh, so there's lots of ways to contribute, and I think it's not only uh, the... Uh, Purely just for making movies and asset management and that kind of stuff. It's just what uh, getting the strength, getting all the strength that Blender has currently and just making it more streamlined and uh, easier for us uh, and for anybody to, to, uh, to realize what they're trying to do. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, what I most expect, I most want to see from that was the question, right? What do you expect?
4: uh let's
0: just say that yeah that's okay
3: (laughs) pablo i would expect now it's yeah it's it's just the there's the workflow project so right now all the workflows for movie or game production in blender they're all mixed up and it's a mess like you have options for display for viewport display and animation and sculpting and motion tracking all in one place. And that's a big mess. So even after being using Blender for decade, I mean, you still have uh, trouble by finding those stuff. We can't fit any more buttons, any more shortcuts. So I really like the idea Tom has about the workflow. So, okay, if you're animating, you have everything for animation right there. If you want to sculpt, okay, go to the sculpt workflow. and if you're sculpting, you don't want to know about keyframes or about motion tracking or, or some game stuff, for example. But you really want the best viewport experience. You want to be able to display many, as, as, much, as many vertices as you can on a nice, I don't know, with like a cavity shader, for example, to see all nice uh, the detail when you're sculpting. And the same for other workflows. And that's what I'm really hoping for that we can somehow split that and stop this, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I, yeah, I run <laughs> okay. all the time against, like, you have one viewport and you enable, um, I don't know, especially with the view settings, it's like we have texture material, yeah. but now they're kind of mixed. So sometimes when you're in material, you see some of the material, but not everything. You only see what OpenGL can give you. It's
0: yeah, totally.
3: Um, yeah, it's kind of mixed. And also to bring the, the, the game stuff in, like, being able to push the viewport for the game engine and at the same time have the benefits for... Um,
0: yeah, like having a really heavy scene and accidentally pressing P. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> It's yes. great. And then, yeah, I know. <laughs> of course you want to play. You want to play a game with all these million polys. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, I <laughs>
0: I've had that happen so many times.
1: Blender <laughs> is kind of in some zone. Or, or hide stuff when you want to move them. Oh, yeah. No. You still t-
0: I still today uh, accidentally hit G and H uh, just interchangeably and I will hide things I didn't want
2: hidden and vice versa And then you alt H and then you unhide everything Yeah, exactly For Yeah, and, and working with bones <laughs> And then you undo and then it crashes Ex- well,
0: No, and it, it specifically says that you cannot undo un- like hiding of a bone uh, Yeah,
3: well I mean Like you can undo
0: hiding of, of an object Hiding oh. and
3: moving are basically very basic stuff so I thought you're gonna say?
0: Basically the same thing. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, well,
3: if you move it far away. <laughs> <exactly>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs>
3: um, but no, what I mean is they are basic tools. Yeah. It's like it's, it's it's just a problem with the shortcuts. They're Yeah. It, that, that's all
0: I'm saying. Yeah, that That's a
3: keynote of thing. But uh, yeah. like the fact that you press P for play when you actually wanted to. Separated. Yeah. When you're in edit mode, you press B for separated, for example. Yeah, exactly. Or like I keep doing Control B for like zooming in, like border. Yeah. And when you're in edit mode, it does bevel. So annoying. <laughs> the same like <laughs> W for like uh, Control W to save. If you're seeing super slow, you you bring the specials menu and you click on restrict. Restricted, restricted render. render, yeah. unselected. Unselec- My
4: favorite feature yeah. that I never use. That I always use, excellent.
3: <laughs> if you have used this feature ever, please leave a comment below. Yeah. Because I don't believe And I'm not going to believe you even if you say that. Because yeah. it's the uh, worst. It's like.
4: Well, it's it's actually kind of useful if you know it is. what it does.
3: Yeah, but you cannot just go to the outliner just yeah. and just control click on this thing. Let's yeah.
1: not yeah. get so sidetracked. Oh, but <laughs> it's funny. funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Next yeah. question. Is is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, it's just that we have uh, still a lot of questions. Okay, <coughs> okay next question. Okay. Um, from Markham3D What do you recommend doing once you have completed a short film using Blender? I come to the end of the project and just get lost on what to do with what I have accomplished.
0: This is directed more towards Francesco, maybe? I don't
2: know. Uh, I think was. the the movie. Well, I mean, to no, no, no. you think. finish project, <laughs> yeah, I know it's more like marketing. I've I been know. there. I've been there. I know. I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> really? You've there but have been But no, okay. I think, well, personally, I would uh, would recommend that uh, you publish your work. You share your work as much as possible. Get feedback and uh, share it in the comment. Put a link. Um, usually here, at least in the studio, I think they share, they share the shared opinion about how what you do with your work when, once it's finished is not as much okay, put it in the festival circuit and don't show it to anyone for one year until you <laughs> run through that and then maybe put it on Vimeo, do one tweet and have 100 people watching it. Mm. But instead, try to reach out to people you know or people you like and people you think might give you useful feedback. Once you post it online, don't mail private links to people. Just you know, put yeah. it out there and then reach out. Try to get people to watch it and and, uh, and, and try to see what the, what the reaction is. And that is going to motivate you so much for doing... Something else. What's coming next that uh, you don't believe? And uh, I think that's that's the most important thing and the most useful thing you could do. But yeah. Yeah. Just, think, put yeah, yeah. just put it just online. Put it so, online. So,
0: so here's one thing: if you if you're reading an article and you're clicking an article that says something like uh, the top five things to like guarantee you, you uh, that your short will go viral or whatever, it's full of shit, too. <laughs> that's a dog that's a breed of dog yes
3: okay it's
0: it's it's total crap uh it uh, i mean not, not like a, going viral is something that happens to a video you don't make a viral video you make videos that have maybe a potential for it but it's like well analogies. like it's like you make a kite and then like no matter how good it is if the wind ain't blowing it's not going up yeah that was... Uh, you could
3: make it sort of viral. Well, no. well, I mean, you make I don't a, that minion fighting, you uh, <laughs> know, Star yeah, Wars yeah, and Christmas. Yeah, and
0: but that's that, that's like, the, you already have a, an inherent IP there, and ah, yeah. uh, this is like for an everyday man. If you, know, ah, you like, need to make Or a woman. Team, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or a non-gender person.
1: Yes. Yeah, and there is plenty of factors that will make it uh, viral, viral, yeah. w- viral or not. Like when you post it, if you're hitting like a team that is currently... Uh, like in the trending trending exactly yeah. depending the moment of the year you do it depending if you made a lot of hip before or not yeah. uh, if you're known if there is someone known inside if it's f- like there is so if much somebody picks it up uh, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. once so. you finish like it's a good thing to make hip beforehand that that's a hype. thing. Hype. Yeah, I make it hip too. Make it hip. Make it hip, <laughs> but make hype. <laughs> yeah. Beforehand, because then you create expectation, and that works a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, after the afterwards. They Write in blogs, so publish it everywhere you can. Talk yeah, share about it. Everything. Make fake accounts. Vote yourself.
3: Do yeah, it, yeah.
2: It, you do, do it. yeah. So yeah, yeah you get so. the whole range of the spectrum here. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, and there are, there are
0: clear examples of something that uh, where the product isn't that great to begin with, but because this person has this legacy of of being popular, mm-hmm. that you know, like Paris Hilton gives out a CD, an album, or whatever. Uh, and it sells out and it's like a higher, high seller. But it's not, you know, it's not critically acclaimed. It's not quality product. It's not, it's not, you know, really, really bad. Like it's not, it doesn't uh, deserve to go in the gutter necessarily. It's on the spectrum of good and bad, but that's not why it's sold out. And uh, uh, like the oatmeal, like everybody loves the oatmeal. It's a famous website now and it's a really gifted artist that does it. Um, But at the same time, he goes to Kickstarter. He makes a a card game that isn't like the game itself, the mechanism. It's barely a game. It's like you draw cards until a card comes up. But he makes the artwork be the same artwork as from the oatmeal. All of a sudden, this thing funds with like a hundred thousand something dollars. It's it's insane how much that thing funded. It's like 1000% over its initial goal. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really good example of having something that's already established and then you use that as a leverage for the next thing.
1: Yep. I think we've covered that question. Um, okay, next question uh, by Mauricio Vega. Uh, he is asking us our thoughts about Sanjay's Super Team short movie. And also um, a question for us uh, animators. When you do some animation tests to study a character before animating, what are your main concerns, or what are you f- focusing on? What animation exercises do you recommend to study a character?
0: Yeah. Sarah, do you want to begin?
1: Uh, no, go ahead. Please. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because you've been doing animation tests for this movie, so it's more okay. Like that's fair.
0: Um, so. Uh, what I do usually if, if it's an animal for example, if it's a llama or whatever, I will watch uh, like a documentary about llamas or uh, just like clips on YouTube or whatnot just to get this, the kind of overall feeling and then I will uh, maybe maybe download some of those videos and scrub through them frame by frame, counting the different like h- how far is the gate, uh the, the like a, a casual walk cycle of like gate? a vanilla. Gate. oh yeah the, the distance between the legs yes. I, I think that's a gate? No, now no, I'm confused. No, I don't confused. know, but it's a
3: good... Uh, you it mentioned the other day, and I said, oh, that's a cool, uh, yeah. cool well, term.
0: I think the, a gate is uh, a way, like it's a different way of walking, it's like a skip is a different gate, but then I cannot remember the word right now for like the stride or something? The Yeah, yeah. Of right. the yeah, yeah, in stride. 2.4 there was a thing
3: for that, Ooh. an option for that.
0: Wow, okay, in Blender. Yeah. Go to Blender oh. uh, Yeah. So besides that, uh, I think one of the most important things to do is do uh, a walk cycle and a run cycle, because it's gonna start inferring you not only like you know the ti- overall timing and like how much is the character squashing and stretching and smiling and all and doing all that stuff, but also uh, to get to know the rig and realize if oh uh, this rig doesn't do what I need it to do. Or um, I only need to use these 12 bones and that's it. Everything else is just like a, a cherry on top. That's it. Um, yeah, and reference also. Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of reference. A
1: lot of reference, definitely. Acting, like the acting is what you have to to spot uh, on, the, on the first place. And uh, like, uh, well, you will uh, really gain a lot of time if you just... Uh, take a, a moment and film yourself and try what's funny what's not what is it does it fit the character and you do that really in a couple of minutes or half an hour you take it you show the actor like it doesn't, doesn't like it and then you know if you have the character and after that it's more a question of adapting so
2: yeah and I, totally. And I think it also really helps, regarding reference, you're like, yeah, but dude, I'm making a dog. What can I do, you know? Yeah. Just go on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. But yeah. even then, even if you don't do that, sometimes it's really, when you develop your character, if you want to see the intention of a character in a scene, it doesn't even matter. You just can even act it out, like yeah. as if you were doing that. And that gives so much personality to the character. It's going to show you things that you didn't see before. That you're gonna use, no matter what the shape or uh, yeah, the, the 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 physiology of your character is. So that's yeah. also important to, to to keep in mind. That you just have to really act it out and feel how it is. Yeah, so.
4: that's a
0: really good point. And and don't be afraid of, of doing like 20 different takes. Yeah, and then you t- take those 20 different takes. You scrub through them, and maybe you you really like this one pose in take four. And in take five, there's this one moment where like there's, there's something good about the time. So you may end up doing this Frankenstein monster, uh, which, you know, it's just totally natural. Like, this is what all animators do. They they start throwing science on the wall and see what sticks.
1: <laughs> Quoting okay. Portal. okay. Yeah. Also, uh, when you work uh, without reference, uh, you have a, a big uh, chance to run into cliches because we don't. Like, we don't, we don't have such a big memory. We don't know every movement, how it works, or whatever. And it doesn't make any sense to try to just make them up. Yeah. So, yeah. Reference, reference. Totally. For everything. So, next question. Oh. By Henry. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, I have followed an interesting debate between Andrew Price and Jason Van Gumster on Twitter about the benefits of creating artwork on a daily basis. Dun, dun, dun. Do you guys do these kind of challenges? And more generally speaking, how much do you draw in your daily life? Are some of you compulsive drawers, always with a pen and a sketchbook? Uh,
0: I always have a pen and a sketchbook, and I think I like it. it's kind of like a smoker telling everybody not to smoke. It's like I, 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 you know, Of course, I recommend that everybody should be sketching all day, every day. But, all know, day long. All day long. Stop working. I yeah. honestly don't do that myself. I just I never don't. find the time. But when I when I do, I sometimes take like little spurts where I just uh, l- love sketching. And Sarah is insanely good at it, by the way, because uh, like sketching and learning how to sketch fast, like setting yourself a goal, like now I only have three minutes to do a sketch of this model or lamp or whatever it is, uh, you start sketching. And if you don't set yourself that time limit, then you start just putting in details and details and details. And you don't realize that you're not really getting better at like grasping a moment. Yeah. And yeah, like I've, I've gone to drawing classes with Sarah and, and yeah, she can draw all around me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, thank you, Kjartin. <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> no, no, well, I should draw much more than I do right now, but uh, like we are, we, we are working a lot, so uh, yeah. Right now I don't really have time, but I do try, like, uh, I do draw every week, uh, at least uh, one day, if I have more time than two, three days a week. I That's why I bought an iPad. Now I have an iPad with <laughs> a stylus, so I can be everywhere and sketch wherever. Yeah. I also have a sketchbook, uh, like a traditional sketchbook with a pen. I uh, try to do ink drawing when I can. So. I wouldn't say I'm a compulsive uh, drawer, yeah. but I do try to have a, a discipline.
2: Yeah, definitely discipline is usually the hardest thing because I remember at some point uh, with Pablo and we were working here in the studio and there weren't many people around. We were like, okay, every evening, drawing session before leaving the studio. And, uh, you know, you draw half an hour at the end of the day and then you're like just, you know, very relaxed and tired and you can go home with a sense of accomplishment. And, uh, yeah, we've been doing this for a few months. Yeah, it it happened. And then then uh, it's like, okay, tonight, no, no, we need to
3: work in this, this and that and that. And, yeah. Uh, it was great. Yeah. I wish we could do it again, but the same. I say I wish, and it's not like yeah. oh, I should grab a pen and do it. I mean, exactly. it's not <laughs> like or nobody's stopping me to, <laughs> from doing it, and it really helps to get off the screen. So. I, I wish this is let's do it now. Uh, let stop so I'm sketching <laughs> right
1: now.
2: So thank you Henry for reminding yes. us. But the,
1: this is uh, the end of the podcast from now on it to be drawing session. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but,
2: but, <laughs> I, but I think the question also just
0: have a, a like a, a daily versus like yeah. a 3 day thing. So that, what that do you think thing, about that Pablo? I
3: have never done that the, no. the the daily challenge thing like ink so ink Inktober Inktober I hate it
0: because
3: (laughs) wow yeah because the first day is like okay I'm gonna do it and then the Inktober day two everybody posting day three day five and then Everybody posts their things, and I'm so behind and I don't want to even start. <laughs> and it, I don't know. It's like, should I start? It's already fifteenth. You know? <laughs> um, no, I, I just hate it because I'm jealous. But yeah, have you ever done it, Andy? Have you ever started um, in-, in October, November? I, I started last. <laughs> la- I
4: started last year. Uh, I, I stopped and failed miserably, uh-huh. and. Uh, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I started drawing like every day. I took my sketchbook everywhere. I forced myself to not use a pencil, to not use an eraser, just draw with ink on paper. Like a boss. Yeah, no, no mistakes, like all the mistakes allowed. You cannot erase anything. And that was great. Uh, it got like, I learned so much from it and it was uh, so much fun. So I, I definitely think that it's uh, worth a lot. Like yeah. if you want to get good at something, then you have to do it every, every single day. day. Like we are just using Blender every single day.
3: So that's why we know all the well, bugs. We know, <laughs> yeah, all how the work around same. the bugs. <laughs> yeah, it's not that we know how to use Blender. We know yeah. the bugs.
4: <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, yeah, I can imagine if if if, if there was. yeah if there was time in another universe to do and that. I would like to learn something, I would do it like every day. Just so do it every day. Like yeah. the only
3: person I've seen doing that every day like drawing every day is david Rabois and we've yeah. seen the
4: results <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like
3: we, we go eating and then as soon as i don't know food was done he would like to put the 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 sketch and just start drawing there yeah. the people yeah. eating there and uh
2: yeah matthias too yeah he was doing it as well oh ah,
3: yeah yeah well that yes and we can see that he's really fast matthias mandiola the storyboard there for caminandes and yeah. cosmos so fast like in getting the the expressions right and everything so yeah if you want to do something good do it every day yeah
1: okay so last question by qualism. any chance of getting nathan back to human rigging too?
2: Well, listening. Uh, <laughs> Nathan,
1: please <laughs> come back.
4: Nathan,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, Nathan is awesome, and uh, if there could be a, a continuation, it would be great. Right now, we know Nathan is uh, uh, fully busy with his. Uh, uh, he's very busy with his full-time job, so at least not in the in the in the upcoming months. But uh, we we feel that there is a need to push. Um, rigging rigging content and rigging training further so we will definitely work on that and we will see what to do yeah
4: and Juan Pablo is working on blend rig yeah and on the
2: documentation and everything yeah so there are going to be more rigging topics but specifically for Nathan we we don't know yeah
3: yeah that
1: was them. it for the questions thank Yay. you very
3: much thank you thank you okay. people just uh, writing the blog post here where this thing is uh, mm-hmm. for the questions for the next week
2: exactly keep them coming and like it if you want yes (laughs) if (laughs) you like it it, Uh, press the like if you dislike
0: it retweet subscribe (laughs) yeah Below that
3: like button (laughs) subscribe yeah
2: subscribe that's for sure
0: if you see a heart just press it
2: yes Mm. (laughs) okay then uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, see you the next time uh to you yes see i you. see you no i see, see you. you i will see you
0: <laughs> all right you've been listening to the blender institute podcast brought to you by the blender cloud is your creativity running drier than a cold fart replenish your juices by penetrating the cloud go to cloud.blender.org <laughs>
3: that's that's the cool. okay, okay <laughs> drop I, the mic i see in
1: I just heard...